0: This is Val Staples, and you're listening to Star Joe's Podcast. And the masters of the
1: universe! I am Adam, Prince of Eternia, and defender of the secrets of Castle Greyskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held
0: aloft my magic sword and said,
1: By the power of Greyskull!
3: Star Joe's Podcast, episode 76, PowerCon, ThunderCon, 2012. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Chuck. And welcome back, everyone. Yes, PowerCon and ThunderCon. The Thundercats and He-Man... Special convention. Coming Saturday and Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> but we have two special guests on with us Yes, today. we do. Let's go ahead and introduce those people right so, now. So first we have Danielle from uh, Rose Google Dinner. Dinner, which I have just started listening to. Yes. And I've been, you know I've been doing my training lately. Yes, for, your for your master's introduction. my <laughs> I've been doing weight loss training, and I've lost 27 and a half pounds. Congratulations. I don't, I don't mind saying it out loud now because it's too late for the other guys to catch up to me. Congratulations. And... Danielle, I got your introduction. I'm up to episode 25, and I got your first introduction. I think it was on episode
2: 22. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, I was doing fill-ins back then uh, when the show first started, uh, Val would call me up and say, hey, can you – if somebody was sick or something, they'd usually call me up or Gostel or one of the other folks to do a fill-in, so uh, – Yeah. Yeah, and
3: then uh, – I'm getting familiar with you now because I just listened to episode 25. You guys have been joining me on my 10-mile bike rides I've been doing. And <laughs> So I get it takes me about almost an hour to do a ten mile bike ride so I get almost a whole episode in and then I finish it off in the morning and I drive to work so
2: nice so all our hot air just propels you forward as you're doing your, your, yes. your bike ride yeah and
1: I love the tangents you guys go on yeah, so uh, me being a little bit bigger of a Masters fan than Ryan I'm caught all the way up to the episode so. Yes. Uh, anybody who does not know Danielle is Penny dreadful on the heman.org forums. Yes. Yep. And our other special guest that we have, you go ahead and introduce him. It's John Callis from Master's Cast, also known as The Shadow.
0: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, John? I'm I'm just excellent, thank you.
3: All uh, right, we're we're happy to have both of you on. I'm I'm a little creeped out now with that little ooh. I know it. <laughs> She up my arm. So, so it, I, John, I think you would agree, ladies first. I think Danielle should – for those that don't know who Danielle is, I think Danielle should give maybe just a quick little background, unless you're not a chivalrous guy at all. No,
0: absolutely. Danielle, take the reins.
2: Um, I – Let's see. I I don't know what to say. Uh I've been a Masters of the Universe fan since uh, 1982 when I first saw the Castle Grayskull commercial uh with Beast Man and He-Man in it and I remember the vivid orange colors of Beast Man and just, there was this whole mystery about the commercial cuz toy commercials back then were sort of lighthearted but the He-Man commercial had a sort of a almost like an edge to it. You know, the guy's voice was very serious and it was Peter Cullen actually from trans Yeah. So he had that deep voice and uh, it had this epic music in the background and it really uh, fascinated me Um, and I know it's it's supposed to be a boy's toy line but I always had this interest in sort of uh, mysterious things, spooky things, um, and uh, the fantasy of it drew me in. So um, I asked my dad to buy me a figure one day. It was Faker, which was my first um, Masters of the Universe figure. I picked up a couple of the DC comics um, before the cartoon even came around. Uh, they had uh, like a DC comics miniseries. And I got into the cartoons, loved the filmation cartoon. As, as much as I loved the toys, the filmation cartoon made me love it even more. Um, and then um, I guess you know He-Man disappeared for for a few years there, and uh, in the '90s, in the mid '90s, um, I found this website that was run by a guy named Adam. It was a He-Man website, and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world that this guy Adam ran a He-Man website. Uh, you know, so um, it was just like total nostalgia rush, you know. And I joined. You're sending
3: him messages like. He-Man?
2: <laughs> I, I, I was. I was sending him, like, all kinds of messages, like, oh, my God, this is so cool. You have a He-Man website. That's awesome. And this was, like, I guess, like, must have been, like, early 96, late 95, somewhere around that time. And, um yeah, and then this, like, whole He-Man fandom cropped up. There was, like, a mailing list. There was a newsletter. There was a Usenet group back in the old news group days. And um I joined up with all that stuff and was was kind of a quiet fan back then. Now you can't shut me up, but... <laughs> Back then, I was kind of, you know, more in for getting the toys and these things. And um, I've been sort of a part of fandom ever since. You know, I've been had my hiatuses and quiet moments, but um, been a big fan of Masters of the Universe and She-Ra: Princess of Power as well. I went to the theater to see Secret of the Sword when that came out too, and loved that. So, um, big, big time fan of the of the of the brand. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I know no, this, uh, holiday season, we're actually going to be covering the, the Christmas special.
3: Yeah. Mm. So oh, we'll, we'll do a lot of commentary <laughs> Yeah, like that. Yes. We do, uh, we do movie commentaries and, uh, pretty much in the Mystery Science Theater 3000 style mm. and, uh, where we just comment on everything and anything that's on the screen. Yeah. So we've actually done the,
2: we the, did the, the movie, the 19, <laughs> universe <laughs> yes. movie. Yeah. Oh, no way. Oh, well, you guys have had a blast with that. Oh
3: yeah. Um, yeah. We'll put a link forward in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had a lot of requests for the the Christmas special, so we're going to we're going to do that this year. <laughs> oh, so. you'll have a good
2: time with that with the man-sheen puppy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, well, I think that'd be better than we did the Star Wars holiday special. Ah, oh, that was, was horrible. And that's two hours of my life I'll never get back again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, John. All right, just John. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes.
0: Okay, so. Uh, we can't really pinpoint when I started liking He-Man and She-Ra. Uh, I was born in 82, at the end of 82, so right whenever He-Man was coming out anyway. Uh, let's, so, just, let's just say from birth. Yeah, so <laughs> basically from birth. My parents have tried. All they remember is just always obsessed with He-Man and She-Ra. Uh, that's basically my entire uh, childhood. I remember watching, unfortunately, I didn't get to see The Secret of the Sword in the theater. Uh, I remember the USA Network uh, premiere. Of The Secret of the Sword That's when I first saw it And it had me totally confused Because there's a scene in there Where Shadow Weaver says to Hordax Something like Remember who she really is about adora and i'm like freaking out to my parents i'm like they don't know she's shira what are they talking about (laughs) and uh, they're like shut up we're trying to pay attention to the movie um i vividly remember going to the 87 movie uh the live action one in theaters um my parents had to ban me from the use of swords because i'd go around shouting by the power (laughs) of grayskull Uh, nice I, I mean, I never kind of gave it up. I, I watched the new adventures of He-Man that was in the early 90s. I bought those toys. Um, and then basically, same kind of story as Danielle, Stamble, uh, stumbled, stumbled upon Adam Tyner's website. And from there, that's where you would join up with the mailing list, which was uh, Guardians of Grayskull, and the newsletter, which was Scrolls of Grayskull. And then from there, he came along, and they just can't get rid of me. <laughs> and I, at the end we started our own he-man podcast which is masterscast.com
1: right. yeah i really enjoy masterscast i just you know wish it would come out a little bit more regularly but i'm not going to say anything <laughs> about that i i love the episodes that i have thank you very much for them and thank also you. Danielle, you're on roast google dinner as we said before so two very
3: well well-known respected. well-respected he-man podcasts yeah. so it, it's great to have you both on thank so you. the big reason that we Wanted to have you guys on and to let our listeners and fans know what's going on in the world of He-Man is we got this little thing called PowerCon and ThunderCon going on. Yes. Uh,
1: and we spoke to Val Staples about it last year. Yes. And it's going to be, I think it's at the same place this year, correct?
0: Uh, no. Oh, no. it's at a different hotel. It's at a different hotel. Uh, it's at the Torrance Marriott South Bay in Torrance, California. It's, it's about the
1: t- was at the, uh, the one by the
0: airport, right? Yeah. it's This one's about 10 minutes from the airport.
3: Oh, okay, okay. So you can fly in, go right, right to the right account, to the hotel. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um. So, what if if this was somebody's first time coming to this? Uh, what should they expect? What What would be the biggest thing they should expect? What What would you say would be the biggest draw for someone to want to come to something like this?
0: Uh, well, I would say a guest that we just announced actually is the is one of the biggest draws for me. Um, which, is, which is Meg Foster. From, she was Evil Lynn in the live action movie. Yes, uh, there's yeah. been a lot of buzz, a lot of fan reaction when we announced Meg Foster. Yeah.
2: yeah, She's great. Yeah. I met her um, at the Rock and Shock convention uh, a couple of years ago and uh, interviewed her. And uh, she's just a, such a really nice lady and so um, happy that that people are – but there are fans of the film, and uh, she has such fond memories of working on it, um, and I think people will really enjoy meeting her.
3: Very nice. Okay, Perfect. now there's
1: also other members of the movie cast going to be there too as well, correct?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Anthony Delongis, who played Blade in the film, is going to be there. Um, Gary Goddard, the director of the film, is going to be there. And sure. um, uh, Richard Sponsor, who as a child won a contest, uh, to appear in the Masters of the Universe film, and uh, he was outfitted in a, in a little costume and wound up playing a character called Pig Boy. He had a cameo in the film, but it was this whole contest uh, behind it that he won, so he has some interesting stories about being in the film, so he will also be in attendance at the contest. Awesome. awesome.
3: I can't even imagine someone coming up to me and going, you're going in a Masters of the Universe movie, and be like, awesome, you're going to be Pig Boy. <laughs>
1: Uh, awesome uh,
2: awesome,
1: i guess (laughs) i still gonna be he-man yes (laughs) awesome (laughs) okay now we're talking a lot about the he-man part of this but it's also thundercats are a big part of this too any special thundercats uh, related guests
0: well we have a lot of the original uh voice actors from the thundercats Cartoons, So, you know, Chitara, lion Tigra, they're all going to be there. They're all okay. going to be at a panel. They're all going to be signing. I'm sure they'll do all the voices that you want.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. can only imagine going to the panel and just closing my eyes.
0: And... Yeah, I was, I'm was. i not – I mean, everyone knows – well, everyone. People know this about me. I'm not really big on the original Thundercats. I like the new remake. Uh, but I was at the tail end of the Thundercats panel last year, and Larry Kenney did his, you know, thunder, thunder – Thundercats thing and I actually got chills I was like well that was really cool even though I wasn't really a (laughs) die hard Thundercats fan or anything
2: yeah and Larry Kenny's a great guy too like he's he's really funny and uh really like very warm toward fans like he's very approachable and is like s- such a sweet guy. Um I think I think he, people will really enjoy talking to him. And for the yeah. for the new ThunderCats Matthew Mercer who d- did the does the voice of Tigra in the new ThunderCats cartoon will be there. So we're going to have dueling Tigras. we'll have Peter oh, Nice. Yeah, both Tigras will be. There. I smell a panel. Yeah.
3: yeah, uh yeah I've heard uh Larry Kenny on on some other interviews and everything else. And like you say, he's just very lively. He's got a, he loves the fandom for it. And, um, yeah, it's, he's someone that I would love for us to get on our show sometime just to hear some of the stories, which I'm sure he has tons to tell. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was, I was definitely a big Thundercats fan as well as a He-Man fan for me. they in a lot of respects and maybe this is blasphemy for master of the universe fans out there, but they were, I can understand why this convention is together both of them together because for me they were very similar but unique in their own respect from each other so i i have an equal love for both master of the universe and thundercats heathen no, <laughs> no
0: I, that's totally why we combined it because they do fit together so well um some john save. They, they were they were asking us last year about that um and it's yeah. kind of simple like thundercats and he-man kind of just do they mesh whereas you can't really have a a GI Joe and He-Man convention type deal it's just, yeah, well, it's well just unless you have a Star Wars
2: convention yeah well, then, you, you could go. see a, that crossover <laughs> happening and uh, I've, there was even there were even plans that at one point, and uh, I'm sure yeah. Val has mentioned in 2000 in the 2000X days, they were going to do uh, a crossover in the comics with He-Man and, and Thundercats, but it never right. materialized, but those two worlds do fit well together. You know, like John said, you can't see like G.I. Joe and He-Man or Transformers and He-Man doesn't seem to yeah. to go as right. well, so.
3: Unless you're on this
1: show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, true.
1: G.I. <laughs> Joe and Transformers already had their crossover. Yeah, they've done their, their crossover, too, together, right. So. Okay,
2: yeah. yeah. Wow. I,
1: and there's uh, also peeked ahead a little bit at the uh, the website that you guys have there, the, um, the the Con website, the PowerCon website, and you're actually doing a uh, vintage Road Ripper race. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, that sounds like a lot of fun. Now, does that does
0: that have to include a rider, or can it be
1: uh, no rider with the Road Ripper? I, I,
0: unless it gives it more balance, I would say no rider, right? Because it should, it should... Yeah, yeah less. no yeah. rider.
2: No rider.
0: (laughs) We've already had people ask if they could add modifications.
2: That was. Uh (laughs) I'm Um, smelling a rider. I'm going to put rockets on the road. (laughs) (laughs) Um.
1: I still have a vintage road ripper with the rib cord, and every once in a while, I'll go to the the, uh, garage where it's at in a box. I'll pull it out and. Rev it across the floor. You got to
2: give it a run once in a while. Just keep, <laughs> I, just keep. Yeah, street legal. You got to give it a run. I, I see
3: someone add, adding like a gas engine. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> we, should, we should give props to uh, Josh Bowling, who is known as Geology Mule on the He-Man.org forums. This is the one who came up with that idea, and it's
0: it, is, it was his complete idea, and we just ran with it. So. Oh, it's a great idea. It's brilliant.
1: Uh, one of our fans is uh, on the heman.org .org forums, and a uh, straight edge HeMan. I don't know if you guys have ever seen some dealings with him being oh, mod yeah. something like that, but. Sure. Yeah, he's a he's a big fan of ours, listener of ours. Wanted me to give you guys a special shout out. His name is uh, Sam Murdoch, so shout out for Sam there.
2: Hey, Hi, Sam.
3: Sam. <laughs> uh, you made his day. There you go.
0: Mail to the
2: X.
3: And I know we mentioned a, a bunch of uh, guests already, but is uh, for someone that has gone, had gone, attended last year, and is attending this year. Would, what, who would you say might be attracting them more if there's anyone outside of who, who we've already mentioned? Like who's new this year that we haven't mentioned already that maybe wasn't there last year?
2: Um, outside of the movie people, um, mm-hmm. which is a, you know, and the new Thundercats people that we haven't had before, um, we also have a lot of people coming from all different areas of the Masters of the Universe and Prince Princes of Power realms. You know, we have um, Jack Olesker from the New Adventures, uh, the creator of the New Adventures of He-Man cartoon, which I know is not the most popular cartoon, but has grown uh, in fa- uh, people have grown, it's grown on people. Let's put it that way. I, I think a and- lot of that, I'm sorry. I was playing. just gonna
0: say he is just so nice to 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 the fans to talk about new adventures, even if they hate new adventures. So <laughs> definitely go up to him if you're at the convention and talk to him because you know it, it's a blast.
3: I yeah. will say I because we recently had a show where someone had asked us. Uh, if we had to choose between watching – you had to watch one of the two. You had to watch He-Man, New the Adventures. New, or the DIC G.I. Joe. Yeah, the, or the uh, DIC G.I. Joe, which were, in my opinion, both weren't not the best. Uh, which one would you choose? I chose He-Man, New Adventures because I had never watched it before. I had seen the G.I. Joe DIC, uh, done by DIC before. And so what I did is I decided to go on YouTube and actually watch an episode. I watched the very first episode of New Adventures um and uh sadly to say uh, I would like to change my vote now. Oh. I
0: I will tell you this. God, God's I gonna I get you. No, listen. No, okay. So for a long time I've really disliked GI Joe. And this is from childhood, okay? okay? Now, I was conversing with some GI Joe fans cuz they couldn't understand why I just really hated GI Joe. Well, apparently the GI Joe I was remembering was the Deke one, not uh, the original one. Uh, uh okay. so I think that thing is terrible and you should definitely give the new adventures a second chance
3: (laughs) well here's the thing i I will say and i and it definitely has been mentioned on uh roast google dinner uh when i listened to a a certain episode i agree that i think a lot of the concepts that were there for new adventures were good and i thought the idea behind it was was good well at least from what i saw in the first episode the, the the concept in the mini comics was good yeah but I mean, even watching the first episode, because you haven't even watched the first yes, episode, yes, a full episode, yes, have you? I have. Okay, you I have. have now. Yeah. Okay, it's not good. No, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think the concepts and the ideas behind it were sound it was a lot of the actual execution the i execution, think yeah
2: yeah that's kind of how i feel about it like i it's grown on me and I, I i do like several of the characters and stuff but it it's it's the this execution they should have really kept it tied to the original story of eternia yeah. and everything and and had some connection more connections to that they, it
3: seem yeah it seemed like it would have fit perfectly if they had done that Mm-hmm. Um now I, the part that like cuz at first when I first started watching that episode I was like okay this isn't the animation isn't that great but it's the story doesn't seem too bad I kind of like the idea that they have to go find someone in the past and to save the future, to save the future yeah. and all this I was like that's kind of cool and then Skeletor showed up and it's just not the voice for Skeletor Well not only that but it looked like something out of uh Dr. Seuss's The Grinch stole Christmas. Was it the eyes? Yes, it was yeah. the, the eyes. The
2: eyes, Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> um, and the campiness of him and everything. Oh, else. He yeah. wasn't yeah. even in filmation. He wasn't that campy. Um, but like I said, I thought once you see the Christmas episode, he's a big old softy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is true. Once a year. But, uh, <laughs> but like I said, concept wise, I thought it was a, a good idea. I might check out another episode, but yeah, it was it was rough. I was like. Okay, but I I certainly, if I was at the convention, I certainly wouldn't badmouth anyone that worked on it. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, it's got its followers. People right, like it, right. so,
3: yeah. Um, and I, I and like you said, there's a lot of the concepts that I really liked. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the idea behind it, I thought, was solid. Yeah. It just, yeah.
1: And also, I wanted to mention also, I did some uh, also research here at the, at the con. There's going to be some special prints, um, correct? There's a He-Man, a She-Ra, and then a uh, blend of the
0: uh, Thundercats, right? Yes, and that's only available for people that do advanced purchases of their tickets. Right. Okay. So if you buy the ticket at the convention, you're not going to get the print. So. Okay.
3: And what are tickets for those who are listening that are interested in going? Like what what's the price? What would
0: you know? What uh, so we're already sold out of the Power Pass, which is a two day pass with priority line. Uh, badge, and, yeah, that, and that, that type of stuff. That
1: was one, yeah.
0: Uh, but uh, uh, a Saturday pass is 25 per person, a Sunday pass is 15 per person, or you can do a two-day pass, so both days, uh, $30 per person. And oh, then we actually yeah. still have just a few, and I mean like a few, uh, left of our expensive package, which is the Roast Google Dinner Package. They'll do a live recording of a podcast, and you'll be dining with a lot of the guests that are coming to the convention. So you might get to sit next to, you know, Jack Olesker and talk new adventures, or you might get to sit next to, uh, uh, Matthew Mercer and have him talk to you like Tigra, all, you know, or, all night while you're eating or dinner. It's nice. it's or nice. He-Man and
2: She-Ra themselves. We forgot yeah. to mention the power tour, He-Man and she Jack and Leslie Wadsworth, which is really cool that they're no, coming. Yeah. What's even,
0: what's great about that too is really, we haven't heard anything, not a lot about the power tour, In general, I mean, since we've been fans, right, on the internet. So, this is going to be a really interesting uh, panel, I think.
2: Yeah, I look forward to it. What about
0: Songster? Is he going to be there?
2: Uh, I don't think he's going to make it this year.
1: Um, Not this year. What about Dean Stefan? Is he coming back? He was there last year. Absolutely.
0: He's another one that you must talk to because (laughs) he is hilarious and loves to talk to the fans. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Awesome. Awesome. And then, uh, just because I know various conventions uh, vary from each other. Uh, will there also be like retailers there, or what, like, what can people expect in regards to the things like that, or is it mostly just the guests?
0: Oh, no, there's retailers. There'll be different artists there uh, with tables. We haven't uh, listed out all of the exhibitors yet on the website. That'll be coming okay. soon, uh, but a lot of the artists that are going to be there will have tables along with a lot of the talents. So you not only get to see them at the panel, but you'll get to see them on the actual convention floor as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Will it be set up similar to like a comic convention where it's kind of almost like an artist alley where they're kind of all by each other,
2: or I, I think yeah, know if they're going to be
3: doing sketches, or if they're just
2: selling <laughs> yeah. prints? Yeah, There's like an art. There's going to be an artist alley type area, okay. and then uh, in the in the main hall, you're going to also have like the vendors and some of the guests are going to be in there as well as some of the actors. Okay, and, great, great. Cool. Yeah,
1: because I know a lot of people would want to go and maybe. Pick up a a figure or two missing from their collection, or possibly get a sketch of Man at Arms or He-Man or She-Ra, and also maybe a print or something like that. So, well, because I know a lot of good stuff. Yeah, Yeah. I
3: know that's a big draw for me when I go to a convention. Is I I love going down the artist alley, and I love asking someone to draw. Like, hey, can you take this and do that? Yeah. One of my big things that, as you know, with us doing the Star Joe's podcast, is I have an artist. I go to him say, hey. Can you take us any Star Wars character you want and any GI Joe character you want and blend them to make a hybrid character? Oh, and cool! It is so amazing yeah. what people come up with.
1: Well, they might be able to do that at the that yeah. con and do like a Thundercats and a right. Masters Universe figure That's exactly what together. I was thinking. Hey, yeah. yeah, good idea, yeah.
2: Like a Scorcho Snarf hybrid. An original. A idea. <laughs> that's a bad idea right there. Uh oh. <laughs> Um, no, I have to, I'm sure John would concur with this. I mean, the the thing about PowerCon and ThunderCon uh, is unlike conventions like where you go to like San Diego or something enormous. Um, it's sort of, um, you know, it's big and exciting, but you don't get that sort of feeling of familial warmth that you get at a convention like PowerCon because there you get all the all these fans who are super passionate about. He Man, Shira, and Thundercats, all in one place, and then you yep. have all the creators, and it's it's so approachable. Like you don't you know you don't have to wait five hours in line to get into a panel. You go go into this panel right. room, and you t- hear these people tell their stories, and then you can go and talk to them afterwards. A lot of them are just hanging out either at their tables or they're just hanging out at the con on the floor. Just walk. To go. Well, fans are walking up to like Larry DiTilio and asking him about. Creating Granomir in the filmation cartoon, you know, so many, so many great people there and such a warm feeling wouldn't you say so john like it's a, definitely a different vibe from something like comic-con
0: i agree i mean it's even different than a smaller convention like uh, say baltimore comic-con mm-hmm. or pittsburgh comic-con something like that it's just since it's so focused on he-man she and thundercats really the attendees are going to be a fan right of he-man she or thundercats for the most part um right. so it's just a it's just a it's just a blast a great experience for a fan because it's just everything concentrated in, in those areas
1: well, it, it definitely seems more intimate because of the grouping itself. Like you said, you're only going to get fans of a certain genre going there. Somebody who's a big you know, Transformer fan might not be drawn to this, but you're pulling in the He-Man fans, you're pulling
3: in the, the Thundercats fans. So you, it, obviously it's going to be more intimate of a setting that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Well, and speaking of it being an intimate setting also, it's something that, and Chuck, you can definitely attest to this, it's something I think a lot of our listeners, uh, it would attract them because... One of the conventions we used to go to all the time, it unfortunately was canceled this year, was called Super Show. And what it was is it was a convention. It was a comic book convention, but it was hosted by these guys that did a podcast. And they kind of host a lot of other podcasts on their forums. And it was a place for a lot of guys that did podcasts to come there together. And it had that more family feel because a lot of us that were there either all listened to their show Or we were part of their community as fellow podcasters and listened to their show. So it had that family feel. That you just didn 't get like you guys were saying that you don 't get anyplace else it 's not it 's not too big it 's not in person right because like, you had a yeah. bond you right, had a bond, yeah. so when this year, when it was actually canceled, we actually contacted a bunch of people that we knew were normally at that show and said, "Hey, what convention are you guys going to and we found one so that we could still when we were going to a convention together, we still had that family feel. And yeah, we can get that family feel of uh camaraderie and fellowship with our friends, and that 's right. what it sounds like you guys are are building there right. and trying to get. So and, that's that's great. Yeah, that's great. And, yeah, and the great thing about your guys' convention with the PowerCon ThunderCon is that you already have a connection just by going there because you already know you're going to be around people that enjoy the same thing that you enjoy. Similar interest.
1: Right.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. My my only uh, I guess uh, I don't say
1: gripe about it or complain about it. My only need or want is that it was on the East
0: Coast. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Ohio, so next East year. Yeah, next make- year, 2013.
1: That we were talking to Val about that, and that's what he said uh, last year. He goes one more in California, and then they're going to do it East Coast the next following year. So mm-hmm. I, I'm looking forward to that.
3: Now, do you guys I, – I know this is way, way in advance to be thinking of but or have planned out, but do you guys have a general idea of even a state that you're looking it's, at?
0: It'll most likely be New York City.
3: Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah nice. Yep. Oh, we can make that. Yeah, that's, that's not too far. <laughs> <laughs> that's drivable. That's not too far. Not, not opposed to flying. I love flying, but uh, – uh, also uh,
1: peeking ahead a little earlier I noticed that the uh, Scott Knight like the Toy Guru and Mattel is going to be there and they're going to present a secret weapon for the Masters of the Universe Classics figures. Yeah. Yep. That's any awful. any idea what that's going to be?
2: We we <laughs> actually have no idea. No idea. Oh, okay. He didn't tell us. We didn't. No. He would we not don't. tell me
3: know
0: the
2: better yeah. <laughs> no, Val, Val wants it to be a surprise so even okay. even Val doesn't know what it is like Scott oh. offered to, to say what it was on on Rose Google the last time he was on and uh, right I didn't it, know
1: if he told you guys off the air no nope, like nope. So I'm just trying to get a scoop no big deal
2: I'll be I'm just as as curious uh, and, and I want I want to get one I hope we get one <laughs> yeah
3: well, I know Val, the- Val and his uh, wanting morals and wanting to keep things secret and a surprise. Yeah, a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, the Temple of Darkness
0: sorceress is going to be sold there. Correct. Mm-hmm. That'll be the first time it's available in the United States. Mm-hmm. I know I, I want to get my hands on one of those.
2: And uh, and as for Scott, I mean, it, and when he's at San Diego, like he is like so busy getting everything and running around and everything at that. Uh, but here it's like it's way more laid back. So you can go ask Scott questions about the line. I saw him last year just talking to fans and, you know, just. And it was cool. Like, you know, he went, he, I was at one point, I remember he was, I, he was just kind of standing there and, uh, Alan Oppenheimer and Melindy Britt were there, the voices of Skeletor and She-Ra from the filmation cartoons. And I was like, Hey, Scott, you want to meet Skeletor and uh, She-Ra? And he was like, Yeah, of course I do. You know, and he got excited. Nice. It was just, it's cool because it's more, it's a more laid-back sort of, uh, event yeah. atmosphere with, uh, and the fans. It's like, you know, you see online people have, occasionally things get heated with discussion and stuff like that, but that's sure. that's not really what it's like in person. I mean, it's just like yeah. everybody has this similar interest and just winds up talking about the toys and stuff.
3: And that's actually something, again, tied. At, this is why I think this type of convention is perfect for our listeners is because we've been uh, told many times when it comes to our forums, when it comes to our show, that we're there isn't the typical, like, uh You make a comment that someone else doesn't like, and they go, Oh, you know, that's stupid. I per- hate you. Yeah, forget you. And they, and then they, the, you know, and that's it. There's good spirit, debate, good, and d- yeah. you, you back your side, and you, you, with a
1: legitimate, you know, realistical point of view. Yeah you don't just say you know like hey that that's crazy that's crap i don't believe that that's stupid move on right there's there's debate on both
3: sides right but yeah. at the end of the day you're still, you're still friends, friends yeah. and you still met somebody cool and and that's how it sounds like the convention environment for Power ThunderCon is is that hey you're you're going to meet fellow fans and you might not see eye to eye on everything, but you'll have stuff in common to talk about. And at the end of the day, you go, okay, you see it this way. I see it this way. Let's shake hands and let's keep enjoying this con. It's, you know, and
1: and another thing too, is when you read something on a forum, you don't know how someone meant it or how they, they meant to to say it. You're reading it, how you interpret it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's it's always better to get face to face interaction because body language has a lot to play with it. And you can tell from their tone of how they're saying it, whether it's joking around or they're being, you know, serious or malicious with it. So, Mm -hmm.
3: I mean it, for me it was you know, when I was growing up it was uh I was born in seventy five, so He Man came at a perfect time, I was yeah, seven it was, years old. It
1: was right at the right age. I was born in seventy five also, so it,
3: it's right at my wheelhouse yeah. as a child. It was mm-hmm. right there. So I was watching loved it. Yeah, I was watching, you know, for many years He Man, Thundercats, Transformers yeah. and G. I. Joe. Like that was my wheelhouse of t- two hours of cartoon
2: good latest <laughs>
1: Now, now, Daniel, you said your first uh, He-Man figure was fake, or mine was actually He-Man.
2: Awesome. See, it took me a while to find. He, a, a friend, my friend Norman, who also collected He-Man figures, um, he hid it for me behind like some playset at Ann and Hope. Nice. And I had that was the only way I got He-Man because he was really hard to find around here for some reason. I I it took me a while to get him.
1: I don't. My mom went to the store and I asked her if she because she was going to go and she's like, "Do you want something to bring you back something?" I'm like, "Yeah, bring me a He-Man figure." And she's like, well, what's a He-Man? I'm like, I told her what it was and kind of described it. Uh, and she's like, well, which one do you want? I'm like, his name's He-Man. He's just called He-Man. Mom. <laughs> and she came back with it. She had, I guess she had no trouble finding it. I don't know if she went to one store or two stores, but I was just a little kid. And I was so excited. And I, I love the, the little art on the back of it. I thought it was a little, you know, a little comic thing on the back of it. And he actually came with a comic book and he had an axe and a shield and a sword and that, that was the greatest thing in the world. I, I love that thing. What about you, John? What was your first uh, Master's figure?
0: Uh, we have no idea. <laughs> you don't remember? <laughs> no. Okay. I, I know that I had a He-Man that I had replaced his arm with a Skeletor arm. Um, <laughs> so I'm thinking it was probably He-Man or, or Skeletor.
3: And the start of Or began.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. The way it, yeah. It all comes full circle. I was what always was? more a Hordak fan anyway, so. Right.
3: I know
1: that I'll, from
0: uh, Master's
3: cast.
1: I know yeah.
0: that.
3: I don't. I don't really. Re- and see, I always oh, I love the look of Hordak. I I I like Skeletor better, but I like the look of Hordak better. Mm. Um. Overall, but I like the character of Skeletor better. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, his his face is a skull. How can you not I, like that? I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, for me, I honestly I don't even remember what my first Master of Universe figure you was. Got so many at one time. Yeah, I, I was. Spo- I hate you. I, hate I you. was spoiled as a kid. <laughs> um. No, but I, I think it was one Christmas I got like. Castle Skull with, like, He-Man, Skeletor, Beastman, Merman. Oh, that's a great Christmas Trap Oh, yeah. wow,
2: awesome. Battle
3: Cat. Um, I think I got them all at
2: one time. Oh, okay, There's, great, yeah. So, yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you guys get the – oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say my grandma always took me every weekend to Children's Palace. If ever, anyone remembers that toy yes, store, that's, that's and where I used to go to Children's Palace. Yeah, she'd of- always buy me a toy, so I'd always just go to the He-Man aisle and pick up whichever figure I didn't have. So
1: <laughs> yeah, I had a handful of He-Man growing up. I didn't have as many as I wanted because getting a little bit of money or allowance, you know, or a little bit of money for doing chores, it was always cheaper to buy a GI Joe figure. Than a master's figure, just because of the size difference. I guess the price point was a little bit different. So I, I was never one to save money as a kid. So I would always take the three or four dollars and buy a GI Joe instead of saving the five bucks to buy a Human figure. So,
2: <laughs> do you guys collect the uh, new Masters of the Universe Classics at all? Or? Chuck oh, does. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah
3: um, I'm, in, I'm in deep with that one. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> Chuck's in very deep with that. I have not only because uh, I don't need to head down another path of another toy line. Yeah, Ryan cuts
1: a lot of other toy lines, um, so, but but, does,
3: but I do have some Masters Universe toys.
1: He he does have a couple of Stactions here on the studio desk that we're looking at. Yeah, um, I got this. I have the Snout Spout Staction.
0: Nice, I, interesting choice.
1: Yeah, I know, right? I, I don't like that. <laughs> uh, a, a
3: listener. A listener of ours found it for five bucks, and I was like, "Yes, give that,
2: me that." That's not st- Spout st- Staction is badass.
3: <laughs> it's a cool it's Staction. A look at that character! I'll give you that. <laughs> I, I love Snout Spout. So,
2: and um, we have
1: a A, a, Hordak. a Hordak and a Clawful. Nice. Yes,
2: nice. And
3: Excellent. then I did buy of the Mattel Classics. I did get uh, Battle. Battle Cat. Yeah. Because Battle Cat was one of my favorite toys growing up, even though he didn't move like this one moves. Yeah, this Battle Cat is awesome. Yeah, and then I do have a a good chunk. I probably have like five to ten of the 2000X figures um, because Mm -hmm. that's my favorite look. Because my figures, I've, I've mentioned many times on our show, my figures are my statues. I don't buy statues. I buy action figures and I display them. Um and so my Masters of the Universe I like the 2000 X because I like the look of them I don't need them to be super posable. I just need them to look cool when they stand there. So, but Chuck's in way deep with Mattel classes Yeah, I mean the next month in September is going to be
1: very painful too because there's there's Mechanech coming out I need to buy there's Dragon Blaster Skeletor there's the Snake Man two pack. So I you you some, don't do the subscription right? you just head on there every month. I do I do not do the subscription. I, I'm a the, cherry picker. He doesn't um, get all, all of them. I, I, so. do, I don't get all the ones. Um, I don't buy the New Adventures ones because there's no nostalgia reason there for me. Uh, and that's primarily what I go by when I buy my figures is nostalgia, whether I had it as a child or I wanted it as a child. And you
3: don't get a lot of the uh, princess, princess
1: of Power. I don't get a lot of the Princess of You do Power get some, Z, though. Some, yeah,
0: I have some. I have a Dora. I was going to sh- say, you better at least have bought a Dora. I, I did <laughs> He is very sexy. John, John goes for Adora over She-Ra. <laughs> Absolutely. That's one of our
1: questions. We'll save that for later, John. Um, I, I do have Adora. I did have She-Ra. I didn't buy the the Bubble Power She-Ra because I didn't buy Swift Wind. There's no reason for it to sit on the horse, so I just have the She-Ra. Um, I didn't buy Bo.
3: He does sit and comb her hair, though. So. <laughs> There's
0: not rooted hair on these. Uh, He's like, there is not rooted
1: hair. <laughs> <laughs> no. That very clear. <laughs> the only other one I I didn't, I passed on Katra for financial reasons, but I got to go back and get her because she's a member of the Horde.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I recently last month picked up Grizzlor because I passed on him the first time around too. So, but yeah, I mean, next month's going to kill me with Dragon Blaster, Skeletor, Mechanic. Uh, Snake Man 2 pack and the weapons. the weapons rack. Weapons right I around. passed on that the first time too, so... Mm-hmm.
2: I gotta get the Snake Man 2... I gotta get two of those Snake Man 2 pack, because you can put the... They look awesome. And, yeah. yeah, there's
3: different heads, yeah. Yeah, those are the, the, the Snake Man and the uh, Palace Guards are the only other ones that have been extremely tempting to me. Like, I love all the looks of all of them, but I've told Chuck so many times, I'm like, I know if I get one, I'm going to start getting them all. Yep. And not that that's a bad thing, but I have so many other toy lines that I collect that I'm just like... And then space is at a premium. Right.
2: <laughs>
3: so, um, big surprise, I, I collect a lot of Star Wars stuff. So, <laughs> and, and I'm a huge huge uh, DC Comics fan as well as Marvel, so I have a lot of DC and Marvel figures as well. Yeah, we're, so. we're also
1: getting the DC
3: He-Man comic. Oh, yeah. And Excellent. we're getting digital comics, too, so I'm enjoying those as well. Yeah, the digital comics have been – was a nice surprise when I opened up Comicsology because I, I didn't even know they were coming out. And, and was neither like, did I. And I was like – I'm texting Chuck right away going, did you see there's 99-cent He-Man comics brand new <laughs> on Comicsology. That's yeah. the best That's only
0: a dollar. That's yeah. great. That's yeah. awesome.
2: Yeah, it's such a cool little thing they're doing. Like, And that was out of the blue, too. Like, It was like, yeah. whoa, where did this come and from? I the think one, there's
0: one coming out. Saturday too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep.
2: Do you know what the character is, John? Yeah. I
0: don't think they re- they told us. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They haven't announced who this one is yet. Huh. Because they they did announce all the other ones. Because uh, I knew who they like I would find on websites and stuff like that who the who the next one was supposed to be, and we actually had uh, kind of interesting also was uh, and we have to yell at them next time we have them on the show is Mike Costa who writes the GI Joe Cobra book. We've interviewed him a few times and. Last time we had him on, he didn't even tell us that he was – he knows what we cover on the show. He didn't even tell us that he wrote he, the Battle, he wrote Cat, the Battle Cat and he wrote um, – The Randor? Uh, the Randor one, yeah. Huh. So, and he's an excellent writer, and those were two stories I absolutely – I mean, I loved all four of them so far that have come out. Um, and then the comic, I, I think it's a great new take on it. So I'm interested. I'm very interested to see where they go.
1: Yeah, different interpretations of the character's looks, but it, I mean I am I'm, I'm happy to have another He Man comic back. Well I was so gonna awesome. say
3: Chuck and I both said like which comic would we would like to see because we're seeing all these eighties properties coming back as new comics and we're like which one would we like to see again come back as a comic and we both said He Man, but we also thought that was there was no possibility of that happening and mm-hmm. to see this we were like ecstatic. Now we want it to be an ongoing. We just don't want a mini series. Yeah, after the six <laughs> issues I hope there's enough positive
1: response from D C to bring it on as an ongoing. I so. agree.
2: Yeah. I think it's doing pretty well, or it did pretty well the first issue, so see where it goes. So,
1: uh, well, there's also more merchandise coming out with the 30th anniversary of Masters. I know I ordered
0: the tune tumblers. Yeah. I did too. I ordered them last night. <laughs> <Okay>. Awesome, awesome. <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm honestly very interested in the price point for that castle gray skull little.
0: Oh, the little, the little statue. statue. Oh, it's beautiful in person too. Oh, it's
2: amazing. Yeah, yeah. Nate, Nate Barch, who um, helped design it, said it would be between 100 and 150 dollars. That's what they're thinking, um, but they haven't that, announced it yet officially. Okay, that's that's price
3: point I can live with. Mm-hmm. Um, I was afraid of like 250. <laughs> <laughs> then, then it's like, okay, now nah, I'm really thinking no. But it, yeah, 100, 150, I can, I can manage that. Yeah. Uh, I sell a few things on eBay, I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Business card holder it doubles, so you're right. able to write it
1: off. And-
0: <laughs> right, right.
3: Yeah, we, we, we made money doing this podcast. I know, right? Sure. I know. Um, All right, well, let's uh, go ahead and we kind of mentioned it to you guys briefly before we started, but uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into our segment we like to call The Firing Range. The
2: Transformers will
3: return
0: after these messages.
3: Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geese. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in.
2: Movie Week
0: in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to MWire wire only on geekcastradio.com.
2: We now return to the
3: Transformers. And what this is, is uh, it's classic. De- some of them are classic debates. Some of them uh, we cherry pick to ask you guys specifically and some of them have just been debates we've had on the show that chuck and i don't agree on so we'll kind of see where you guys fall in line when it comes to them so you guys both ready
0: who, who so, goes so first? <laughs> do we do this at the same time or how's it work we'll, what we'll do yeah we'll have
3: uh, we'll have danielle answer first then you john okay and, uh, just because ladies first so um <laughs> trying to be polite my, my parents Raised me to be chivalrous.
2: All so. those He-Man uh, morals at the yes. end of the episode. Right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we should tell. We should mention that to you is that the right now we've uh, been playing all the He-Man morals at the end of every single episode. So ah,
2: nice. Yeah. We
3: started out with the G.I. Joe morals at the end of the episode, and now we've moved on to the Masters morals. Right. <laughs> there was only there was only one Star Wars one that worked for audio, and that was with C-3PO telling R2D2 not, not to the smoke cigarettes.
2: Yeah. Oh yes. would <laughs> <laughs> you really think I don't have a heart?
3: Yes, yeah, that's exactly. The one, that's one that's yes. the one, perfect, that's the one. perfect in, uh, uh, impersonation of that as well. <laughs> um, yeah, there's another one for drunk driving with a cantina, but it doesn't really work for audio. It's more of a more visual, visual yeah. commercial. Yeah. And
1: the Transformers only did a couple, a handful of them. So yeah, we flew I, through those. I have
3: to. Re- well, I have to record more of those. So, um, but yeah, so we've been doing the Masters ones. There's been plenty of those, so uh, they've been a lot of fun. And it's always been interesting because I ha- I don't put them. I don't pick cherry pick ones to go for certain episodes, but sometimes it's really funny which one lines up with stuff we talked about on the show. <laughs> so, all right, so here we go with the firing range. Uh, cake, question one, question one: cake or pie?
2: Pie.
0: Uh, right, uh, pie as well. I never, I never ate my birthday cakes as a child. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need birthday pie. <laughs> I, I like pie too. I was a cake person in,
3: until I uh, it was explained to me that my favorite dessert which is cheesecake is actually a pie. Oh. <laughs> now he's he's on side. He's on board. So I'm on pie side. Cuz my number 2 favorite is pumpkin pie. So why so. do they
2: call it cake if it's pie? That's confusing. I, I don't, I don't know. know. It
0: confused me too. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite's pumpkin pie as well. Yes. Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin,
3: pie. pumpkin, cake. pumpkin <laughs> cake. There you go. Um He-Man or Skeletor? If I I went to – well, I was going to mention when I went to the Cheesecake Factory, they have cheesecake pumpkin pie there. That's like the best of both. Right, exactly. (laughs) Uh, He-Man or Skeletor?
2: Oh, man, that's a really tough one. Uh, Now you're putting me on the spot with that.
3: They're not supposed to be easy.
2: That's that's really hard. (laughs) Uh, You know,
0: uh,
2: Skeletor is funny. Like he makes me laugh. But He-Man is is the hero. He-Man's the man. So as much as I love Skeletor, I, I got to go with He-Man. He-Man has to win at the end of, of, of Masters. If Masters of the Universe ever ended, He-Man would have to win. So I go with He-Man. Right. Okay.
0: If you were singling this out to, like, a certain Skeletor, <laughs> he might win, like the, the live-action movie. But overall, He-Man. Definitely. Okay.
3: I, I would go He Man. So. I got to go Skeletor. <laughs> um, Chuck likes the bad guys. I tend to like the good I, I guys. I tend to like the villains, yeah. O- overall. Not always the case, but overall. Uh, number three questions Snarf or, o- or Orko?
2: Oh, Orko, hands down. I love, love. Orko is probably my favorite character from Masters of the Universe. I love Orko. Uh,
0: I I also pick Orko, but I'd also, w- above Orko, I would pick Gwildor from the movie uh, <laughs> or Lookie from Shira. <laughs> You, you, John,
3: you might never, never want to ever, if you had the chance to, ever listen to our Masters Universe movie review, because uh, Chuck's a fan of the movie. Uh, Ryan is not. Me, not so much. <laughs> I watched it, and I loved it as a kid. Looking back on it now, not as much. But, I still love it. Um, I, I choose Orko, too. I would choose Orko, as well. This goes back to, this was never a debate between the two of us, but uh, I did mention this to Chuck the one time. I said, I'm not a big, I'm not a huge fan of the... The forced forced comic relief characters of any of the 80s properties. There always seemed like there had to be one in there. But there are certain ones that I think are essential to the lore. So like for Star Wars, C-3PO, as much as he annoys me, I feel like you can't have Star Wars without C-3PO. Orko is the same way for me with, with Master of the Universe. Orko, I had him as a toy. I watched him on that cartoon. He kind of annoyed me. But at the same time, I can't
0: imagine... He Man the Masters universe without Orko. Well, I think too with, he was like a fantasy more type character than Snarf. He was yeah. an animal. I, th- I think it was cooler to like Orko. Yeah. To-
1: where Snarf? Well, they put those characters in here to identify more with the kids. Yeah,
3: and yeah. Snarf, and, and which always boggled my mind because I identified with the the other ga- characters more than the little kid characters. Yeah, but you were whatever. like seventeen watching it. So right, far. right. No. <laughs> but Snarf for me was, uh, with what I was referring to, Snarf was one of those characters that I felt like you could eliminate him and you could still have the same show, um, especially when you once you saw what they did with the remake, where Snarf really was. A non-entity almost mm-hmm. in all the time. Uh, so I felt like, unlike Orca, or in fact, just to let you know when we do comic book reviews, uh, how little I think of Snarf. We actually, <laughs> we actually either give a comic issue a buy rating, a borrow rating, or a Snarf rating. <laughs> Snarfing pass. Right. <laughs> so, um, right, moving okay, right along. moving along. Number four, blueberry muffins or chocolate chip muffins? Chocolate
2: chip muffins.
0: Blueberry.
3: Yes, blueberry, John. Yes, chocolate chip. Hence <laughs> <to> the debate. <laughs> uh, when it comes to ice cream, uh, strawberry or vanilla?
2: Strawberry. Vanilla. Strawberry.
3: Vanilla. <laughs> Especially the Briar's Vanilla Bean. So I like the Briar's Strawberry. It splits a room right down the
2: middle. <laughs> it does it really does?
1: Um, All right, John. Here you go. She-Ra or adora
0: uh, Dora times seven thousand and
1: four hundred <laughs> million. <laughs> I knew line up on that
0: one. Can I explain real quick? I just gotta yeah. explain real quick. Right. So if you watch an episode of She-Ra called "The Stone and the Sword," it really illustrates to you that. Adora and She Ra are the same person. She can accomplish everything that she could basically as She as Adora, whereas Prince Adam never had that opportunity because he was always, he well, he had to kind of be aloof, whereas Adora was coming into the picture known as, you know, Force Captain Adora. So she was kind of already a powerful figure, so they could get away with that in her cartoon.
3: She was already a strong
1: female right. character. So that's so. the one where she has to replace the gem in her sword and go through the trials as Adora, right? Mm hmm. I'm familiar with it, yeah. Where, I
3: like it where Adam was more just a female character. Shut up. Not a <laughs> up that's
2: not
0: fun. <laughs> were. Laughing. He he did wear wear you know pink. Adora didn't wear pink.
1: Right.
2: It was more of a purple, wasn't it? <laughs> Lavender. Lavender. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: His vest was pink in the filmation cartoon. Yeah. What about
2: that's true. yeah ra or Adora? Oh, uh, you know, that's a, that's a really tough one, too. It's a tough call. Uh, I'm going to have to go. Sorry, John. I'm going to have to go with <laughs> She-Ra because uh, I always thought she was awesome because she's this, like, incredibly powerful woman who has, mm-hmm. like, all this strength, and yet she's also very graceful and, and kind, but she's, like, super powerful, you know? She could yeah. you know, tear you in half. So I always thought she was, like, awesome you know and i love adora too i think adora is a an am- an very interesting character like the whole backstory with her being part of the horde and everything I- i'd love to see that explored someday and her like feelings about that and
3: having well that's what we we even talked about with the dc doing the comics we were like man if this is su- successful i would love to see a shira one done similar style where it's like i don't want like a little little girl type shira like a Polly pocket type shira comic i want to see like the equivalent of
1: He-Man. Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
2: That'd be great.
3: Yeah. yeah, you can go back to when Hordak,
1: you know, took the baby and yeah. took her back to yeah. his home planet, and you can watch her grow up there just like the, the movie did. Yeah. You can take it from that, and she yeah. was, like you said, Force Captain Adora, yeah. trained by the Horde, and she thought that was the good way yeah. to go and yeah. Oh, yeah. explore and it right. that way with the comic book. And That's and awesome. I've
2: said it before on, on Google. Like, I mean, it's Hordak's the only father she's ever known. So, I right. mean... There must be some conflicting feelings there oh, on, sure. b- on both sides. Like, I mean, Hordak clearly favored Adora to make her the Force Captain and everything. Right. So, I mean, there's there must be some interesting nitty gritty there that you could get into in a story.
3: So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm like you, Dan- Daniel. I I like both characters, obviously, or both versions of the character very much. But uh, I would go She-Ra. To me, she was like, uh, she was strong and and still sensitive. It was very much like a for me like a Wonder Woman type character.
1: Like yeah. That's mm-hmm. why I
3: picked Wonder Woman being. That's why I like She-Ra so much. Well, was, I, I also like She-Ra,
1: too, and she had that that nice leg kick when she spun. <laughs> uh, she she had
0: that healing factor with the animals, so that was cool. Well, what and, what's and, Wonder uh, Woman's alter ego? Diana. Diana. Diana Prince. See, but she wasn't like badass like Adora, right? No, uh, well, they they did have There's moments. two different ones. There's one where she was like a
1: reporter, kind of like Clark Kent. Mm.
3: Well, and then there's also where she was, uh, well, she also became like an, uh, worked for an ambassador, but she also was like a, a secret agent secret at one time. Secret yeah, agent, oh, yeah. They did have her okay. as a secret agent at one time, so.
0: I but stand corrected.
1: With the Dora, though, you're not going to get, what is it, sword to lasso or sword to rope or something like that, so <laughs> that's awesome, so I, I love that.
3: All right. Uh, this is the this is a weeding out question, so be be. It's a profiling question. We should have asked it
2: first. I'm oh, sorry. Profiling. Be, be warned. Okay. <laughs>
3: yeah. Star Wars or Star Trek?
2: Star Wars.
3: You can stay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Star Wars as well, just because my my dad was obsessed with uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation, and I remember sitting there watching it, but I was never really yeah. captivated. I kind of enjoyed it. Um but I definitely like the the first two Star Wars movies.
2: Yeah. Yes, good loved. answer
1: and I'm sorry your father tortured you. <laughs> I
2: love Star Wars. I mean, I, I wasn't like a super Super fan of Star Wars, but I'm a fan of Star Wars. Like, I yeah. had the Obi-Wan Kenobi figure, and awesome. I think that was the only one I had, but I did get the <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I like Star Wars. Star Trek. Star Trek's cool. Like, I just never got into Star Trek, but it's cool.
1: Well, yeah. I'm, much like you, John, my, my dad was into Star Trek. He watched it a lot, and maybe that's why I don't really... Dig it that much, but yeah. I like Star Wars better. So I'm, I don't know. Yeah,
3: I'm just very, I'm in, I'm probably again, much like you, daniel I'm, I'm just kind of indifferent towards Star Trek. It's not that I hate it. It's just I've tried it. It doesn't really appeal to me. I like the swashbuckling adventure that you got with the original trilogy. Um, and with us covering the comics and everything else that are out by Dark Horse, it's like you get a lot more of that and you really expand on that world. Um, Next uh, kind of tied in well this is this is Star Wars related, so I might as well go ahead and ask it is uh, is this is a huge debate on this show Is Chewbacca a sidekick
2: ooh wow, that is a tough question, yeah, uh, is Chewbacca a sidekick Yes. I'm going to say yes, he is, he is yeah. Han Solo's sidekick, but that doesn't diminish him in any way. No,
1: it's not diminishing anything. It's just well, stating a fact. Go to, ahead. To, yeah. you, to you, it diminishes
3: him. <laughs> to Chuck, it does diminish him. I believe Chewbacca is a sidekick also.
0: I do not, so mm. uh, Go ahead, John. Uh, yeah, Um I've only the only thing I know about Star Wars is the, the six movies, and All I right. would see him as a sidekick.
3: Okay.
1: You,
0: you need to do you're, some more you're reading. Wrong, then. Ryan, <laughs> no, you Ryan.
1: <laughs> no. There's a sampling no, of two we've people, had a, and... <laughs> we've had enough
3: people say that he isn't. So okay, it's, okay. It's this you have no idea how long this argument's gone on in the show. <laughs> R2D2 or C3PO?
2: Ooh, R2.
0: Oh, that's hard. I kind of <laughs> like both of them. Um, you gotta pick one. Uh, I guess I'll go with uh, C3PO. Oh, see,
3: I, I like C3PO better too. Yeah. <laughs> We did we did an episode. He talks. R2D2 just beeps. One of our earliest episodes, uh, we did a top 50 star favorite Star Wars characters, or I did, uh, and G, and Chuck did top 50 favorite GI Joe characters, hence the show. <laughs> um, and I put C3PO as my number 35, and I put my R2 and I put R2D2 as my number two. Uh-huh. Okay. Of- ah favorite characters. Yeah, that and, was just insane. And Chuck like lost his mind when I put C-3PO as number 35. There's, there's no, way he's <laughs> that, no way he's that important. Um, Alright, uh, G.I. Joe or Cobra? Oh,
2: man. Cobra. <laughs> cobra.
3: Nice.
0: Uh,
2: yeah, a Cobra
0: but not Cobra when that other guy is meddling. Only when it's the... The Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander. Yeah. yeah, not, yeah. Not, not the, love, the guy love, from like the movie. Oh,
2: no, no, <laughs> although great. I will, I will add that my favorite character is a GI Joe character, not a Cobra character. Although you guys will laugh when I tell you who it is. Who is it? Who is it? Shipwreck. No, no, no that's, that's a good character. Yeah, no, okay, okay, don't good, laugh okay. Somebody laughed at me when I told. They were like, I told some guy <laughs> in a comic book store once that shipwreck was my favorite character, and he was like, You <laughs> gotta be kidding me, shipwreck. Oh, I, I, I was like, shipwreck. Shipwreck's cool. He's like, Yeah, shipwreck's cool. He has a parrot.
0: Did you guys like the GI Joe live action movie?
1: I liked the live action movie except for the Cobra Law parts. <laughs> no, that's not the live action. Oh, I thought you meant the the movie. That's the animated one. That's I I consider some, the I know I know sometimes you can't No, do... that's what I consider the movie. I know, but sometimes you can't differentiate between <laughs> I said live action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you didn't say live action, <laughs> No, I really didn't care for the movie with Channing Tatum. No. <laughs> I
3: I thought it was fun.
0: I, I I thought it was fun too. I really liked it. Yeah. But I, 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 I wasn't a GI Joe fan as a kid, so I I always assume well that's probably why I liked it just because I, I'm yeah. not embedded in the mythos, you know.
3: The new. One I'm very, I'm very much embedded, but I just, I went into it with no expectations, and I just lowered expectations. No, not even lowered, <laughs> just no
2: expectations, and it was just fun for me. So the, the new one looks more in line with the like yes. the classic GI
1: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the new Retaliation movie, uh, March of 2013. Really disappointed it was bumped back, but yeah, we're, we'll get it in March. No,
3: but Shipwreck played a big role in the cartoon. The Sunbow cartoon, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I don't have a problem now. You did mention Polly the Parrot. I'm not a big fan of that <laughs> one. That's the comic relief
1: character. I know. That's the Snarf and Orko. Right. right. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Again, a char- I, I, I hate to say it, Danielle, but that is also a character that if that character disappeared, you'd still have G.I. Joe being G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah. You don't really yeah, need <laughs> Polly. Yeah. You don't
2: need Polly, but Polly. The line character, Yeah. <laughs>
3: Now, if we're going to talk Snake Eyes and Timber, different story. No. <laughs> uh, okay. No. Uh, then we also have uh, tied into G.I. Joe. This is a big debate between Chuck and myself. Um, it, and, again, answer it any way you wish, but uh, Duke or Flint?
0: Duke. I'll go with Duke because I don't know who Flint is. You both made the
3: right choice.
1: No, you didn't.
2: He's the guy with the beret. <laughs> yes.
0: He
2: was with Lady J. Yes, yes. yes.
3: yes. He, he she knows who he is and he, she still chose dude. Flint, nice. <laughs> Flint stuck with his woman. I don't want to hear. <laughs> and move Duke, on to the next question. <laughs> <Over-analyzed>. <laughs> He's supposed to be really fast. Okay.
2: <laughs> I don't even know uh, how I remember this. I was like suckled on the glass teat of television in the eighties. <laughs> I watched like everything except Transformers. I didn't really get into Transformers. Television. Well,
0: Transformers wasn't that good anyway.
2: I couldn't tell oh, the apart. I, I, I couldn't tell the robots apart. I just I honestly like. Maybe I if- used
0: to watch the GoBots, so I mean I can't judge. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the, the go the GoBots were horrible, uh, but Transformers was awesome. And Chuck, don't even start because you what? you know you like the Transformers cartoon. I love He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> One wow. day. All over. right. So here's another question. All right, for this, you guys. this these are the last couple here for you. Uh, do you like ranch? Ranch dressing? Ranch dressing?
0: Yeah, absolutely. On salads, pizza, whatever. Ranch,
3: awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You, you two failed. <laughs> no, I told Chuck it's awesome on anything. I just so. I just don't like ranch dressing. Ryan, don't believe I don't like ranch dressing. No, I believe you do. You, well, you find you it hard don't. to believe that I. Don't well, like it you find it hard to believe that everyone in the world That's should true. like it other than you. That's for <laughs> sure.
1: I can't believe that many people are wrong. I
3: can't believe it. However, everyone we've had on the show that has answered this question has said they like ranch dressing. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's me. Um, however, the flip side of this, uh, do you like
0: butterscotch?
2: Uh, like butterscotch syrup or butterscotch candy.
3: The, the flavor, flavor,
2: flavor. Yeah, the yeah. flavor of butterscotch. Yeah, that's all right. Sure.
0: I don't seek it out.
3: <laughs> I don't really care for it myself. I like it. <laughs> I I won't spit it out of my mouth, but at the same time, not you don't, you don't put it in your. Mouth? I don't really want to put it in my mouth either. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I like those
3: little Brock's butterscotch discs, like the cinnamon discs. Yeah. I like <laughs> those. Those
1: are great. Discs. Yeah. yeah.
3: And Chuck was so convinced that I, I... I
1: didn't believe nobody didn't like butterscotch. So
3: here's what he did to me. Here's what he did to me. We're at work because we work together. I found it hard to believe. We're, we're at lunch. He didn't, wouldn't take my word for it that I don't like it. And he goes, oh, here's, hey, uh, here's a cookie. And I took the cookie. I took a bite and I instantly... Well, he's like, taste,
1: What's, what, what kind are they? I'm like, well, they're, they're caramel.
3: And I like caramel. So I took a bite and I go, this is butterscotch. And he goes, yeah, it is. And I They're go like, you like it, don't you? And I said no,
1: because I can't, tell it was <laughs> I can't believe you don't like butterscotch.
3: It's so hard. To believe. <laughs> I tried to trick him, and, and I've tried to convince him there is a difference between caramel and butterscotch. Well, sure, absolutely.
2: He didn't yeah, you like know, them both. He didn't yeah. fall for your clever ruse. Yeah.
3: I know <laughs> caramel is good and butterscotch. He saw right through me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that that wraps up the fire. That wraps race. up our questions. Thank um, you for participating. Um, yes. Us. No problem. <laughs> Um, so give either one of you, you can decide amongst yourselves or you can tag team. Let our listeners know like, how they can get tickets, wh- again, where it's going to be at. You know, Plug the website, plug how, the show, plug the con, who they can contact, if they have questions, whatever.
0: John, say- you're the PR I'll- guy. You do it. <laughs> so PowerCon, ThunderCon, thepowercon.com will take you to the website. It's going to be September 22nd and the 23rd of this year, 2012. Uh It'll be at the Torrance Marriott South Bay in Torrance, California. That's a 10-minute ride from LAX, the airport. Uh, we have lots and lots of guests. Our programming is also already announced on the website, so you can check all of the panels that are going to go on. Um, buy your advance tickets now. You'll get uh, free prints. Also, the first 100 tickets sold, advance or otherwise, uh, get a free coupon for the secret Masters Universe Classics accessory that Mattel is bringing only to PowerCon.
1: I know, I'm jealous. I'm very jealous. And
2: you know what? There's one panel. If you miss any panels, you won't want to miss this one. At 11 p.m. on Saturday night, it's yes. going to be the Drunken Masters Cast Roast Google Dinner crossover panel. Wow, nice. John's going to be there, Val, De- Pixel Dan will be there.
0: And this is being recorded, Le- Leanne, correct.
2: Hannah, I don't know, are they, Are we recording it?
0: Uh, maybe, I think so. You need to. If it's, if it's usable, it will be posted.
2: Yeah, I, 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 have, I
1: have my doubts. I heard <laughs> a get-together that you guys had at San Diego... Yeah. That you guys
0: recorded for the Comic Con. <laughs> so I heard that drunken mess, and that was fun. Yeah, I don't. I remember promise not happened. to drop any more glasses.
2: <laughs> I'm so glad that we caught funny. that on, on audio. I didn't remember if the if the mic was on when that happened.
0: Yeah, we caught it. Here's
3: <laughs> yeah. here's what you need to do. If if you record it, but then realize you can't use it, Can play you, it anyway. You need to send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Because we can use it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like the outtakes from the Thundercats cartoon. Where you- exactly. Oh yes.
3: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. We do have a we do do episodes every once in a while called the behind the scenes of Star Joes, and uh, that would be perfect for that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Nice. Be the behind the scenes of ThunderCon PowerCon. <laughs> nice. So uh, awesome, guys. Well. Thanks for getting, I mean, we were ecstatic to even, Val reached out to us on Facebook and said, hey, would you guys be interested in doing this again? We were like, yeah. I compl- uh, I, at first I blew him off and said, no. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, nah, talk I know, to my I agent. Um, yeah. No, we were, and then he's like, yeah. yeah we're, we're honored to help out
1: any way we can. Yeah. We, we love the He-Man community, the Thundercats community, so any way we can to help right. out, we're, we're going to be happy to do it.
3: Oh. And then uh, and then he's like, yeah, reach out to to Danielle and, and John, and I was like, great. And then I emailed you guys, and then found out you were both going to be able to come on, and I was like, "This is even better." <laughs> so um, I was ecstatic to be able to have have both of
0: you on. So hey, well, thank Thanks. you. It was a great time. Yeah.
3: yeah. So um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap thing, things up here. Yep. Uh, the only thing I would say is yep. go ahead and listen to Masters Cast,
1: the first team anesthesia podcast, and also listen to Roast Gubel Dinner. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You might as well do it. I'm doing it. Absolutely.
2: If for, uh, if for nothing else, just for just for to 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 uh. Let listen to us uh, tease Eamon about how he yeah, doesn't like further, Shira. Oh my
3: God. <laughs> The Further Adventures of Battle Pigeon—you got to check that out. Aemon. I, I need. Not only do I need to meet you guys one day, but I need to meet Eamon one day because he sounds like a blast. His—he's a trip. I, I listened. I was listening to episode twenty-five, and that's the one where you guys were doing listener feedback, and he had to go have his mango and sausages <laughs> and have take a shower because the diva didn't want to wake up at one o'clock in, in the afternoon, he thought you guys uh, were going to call it yeah. 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It gets better. It gets Dude,
2: better. That's what it is. It's the D's <laughs> in his trailer. You guys get, you know, John, get. you guys get Rainbow Bright, who's like cheery and happy all the time. <laughs> we get Eamon yeah. in his trailer. No, Eamon's
1: yeah, a great yeah, Katie's, guy. Katie's light compared to uh, <laughs> Eamon over there. Yeah. So.
2: Leanne did a great job on the last show she was on, too. She was awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: So I'm, I'm looking forward to catching up on both shows.
2: Yeah, anytime Pixel Dan gets
1: a little too uh, inebriated to come on. Yeah.
2: That's like so, every that's, time.
1: I know there's always a good co-host that fills in. So you you guys are helping me get through my uh, my training. Uh, yeah, so you, I, you help I me out at work. It. I listen at work. I listen on a drive to and from work. So thank you guys very much for the podcast you do. We do it. We know it's not hard or it's not easy. It's not hard. It's <laughs> not hard. It's not easy. It's a breeze. <laughs> You're making it sound like everyone can do it. Yeah, no, wait, wait, wait. It's very hard. And thank you guys for doing it. I really
3: enjoy the podcast you guys do. Let's put it this way. It's easy for Chuck to do it because he doesn't do the post-editing work. Right.
2: Thank you. Yeah, John and Val do all the work. I I just just show up.
1: (laughs) I'm like you, Daniel. I just show up and bring a drink
3: and a pencil, and I'm good to go. That's
1: right. right.
2: There we go.
3: (laughs) All right. Well, let me go ahead and give our information out. Uh, You can find us at uh, StarJoesPodcast.com or StarJoes.com. I don't even know what our show is anymore. Wow. (laughs) StarJoes.com. You can find us at TheForumForGeeks.com. You can find us at uh, you can email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Stitcher Radio, you can find us on iTunes, Or please leave a review, part of the GeekCast Radio Network. You can find us on the GeekCast Radio Network. Also you, you can find us on Facebook. Yep. Uh, please leave us an iTunes review. Uh, I already we, said that. We can always use more. So that's worth leave saying a, it's worth saying twice. We're saying twice. Leave a voicemail. Leave please. us a voicemail. It's the number's four four zero nine four one Joe's, four four zero nine four four one J O E S. Uh, and, again, we'll oh. see you guys at Baltimore Comic-Con. We're going there,
1: so yeah. if you
0: want to Oh, hey, out, I'm going to Baltimore Comic-Con. Hey!
2: hey jump, jump. Jump.
3: We will have Star Joe's T-shirts, so uh, we'll see you Actually, there. Actually, you know what? We have an extra one. Do we have an extra one? We do. What size do, T-shirt do you, do you wear we an extra large? Mm,
0: no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do, you, do you wear a large? Maybe. Okay. I could try yeah.
3: Do you have a? Do you have? Uh, would you be offended if we gave you a large shirt for
0: free? No, free is fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, see you. We will give you a shirt. I'm at the. I will be at the Blue Milk Special table. Oh, awesome!
3: Okay, we
1: wanted to we, go to that. We That's wanted to go there anyway. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah.
0: So we'll we'll be over there. Sounds so, good to me.
1: Yeah, we'll have the Star Joe's t-shirts on and maybe a badge that says Star Joe's, So we'll yeah. we'll look for you. Yep. Yeah. Nice. We're we're press. I don't know. Yeah, we got press passes. Got Jeff. Press how about passes, that?
0: So. That's nice. Ooh.
1: <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Somebody <laughs> dropped a
3: ball in security there. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
3: uh, you can also follow us at uh, on Twitter. It's at Star Joe's Podcast, and uh, I believe that's that's everything. So
1: yeah, that's everything. And Once again, I want to thank our special guests. Yep. thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for having yeah, us.
2: Guys, thanks for having us. Yeah.
1: No problem. And uh, we'll go ahead and close by saying the force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, guys. See you at PowerCon ThunderCon. <laughs>
2: In today's story, I asked my father for permission to do something I wanted to do. When he didn't give it to me, I did it anyway. I was lucky. Nothing happened to me. But it could have. Now, maybe mothers and fathers aren't always right, but if they don't always let us do something we want to do, there's generally a pretty good reason. All in all, I think it's pretty nice to have someone who's always trying to do what's best for us and who loves us enough to say no when it would be much easier
0: to say yes.